All right, this is Brent Leary, and I'm, I'm back in Boston. I was here a couple of weeks ago uh, for another conference, but I'm back here for Bullhorn Engage, and I'm sitting here with the CEO and founder of Bullhorn, Art Pappas. Art, thank you for joining me, man. Thanks, Brent. So, Thanks for coming to Boston. Yeah, you know, it's almost starting to be like my second home all of a sudden. I've been <laughs> here a couple of times already. Um, so, um, like I said, we're here for Bullhorn Engage. This is my first time checking it out, and I've been really impressed. Uh, but just uh, for folks who don't know, necessarily know about Bullhorn, uh, give me a little bit of uh, your background, a little personal background, and tell me a little bit about Bullhorn. Uh, okay. I'm, yeah, so I'm the founder of the company. I started Bullhorn uh, in 1999 back right before the dot-com bubble you crashed. Know, that's pretty interesting because that's the same year that Salesforce started too, and so you're was, right there. Yeah. <laughs> Salesforce. Oh, yeah. That oh, other, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but go ahead. Yeah, yeah so, uh, yeah, so uh, started the company. I was originally the chief technology officer and uh, became the CTO about 2002. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and so, um, yeah, we, we are based in Boston, but offices all over the world, about uh, 600 employees, growing very fast. Um, and uh, we are a CRM platform that uh, really specializes and focuses deep on the staffing and recruitment industry. So tell us about what makes uh, CRM uh, special or what's important and staffing when it comes to CRM. There's, you know, a lot of people have a general understanding of CRM, but what, what does staffing needs come to when it comes to CRM? Yeah, staffing, staffing firms, recruitment firms are an interesting business in that uh, there's no product. Really what they're doing is they build relationships with customers, then they go build relationships with talent, mm -hmm. and they try to make a match, matchmakers. Right. And, uh, and it sounds relatively simple, but it's, it's a two-sided sales process that culminates with a, a lot of logistics and a lot of back and forth and a lot of documents trading hands. Like, here's a resume, here's a job description. This resume is a fit for this job description. And, and they manage complex projects for their customers. And so, um, so while it seems like, well, wouldn't a, a horizontal CRM fit that just fine? It's a really big, big challenge, and yeah. you end up with things like uh, deep search and match requirements in terms of uh, being able to take a document and reflect it against your database to say who might be a fit for this job, or vice versa. I have a great candidate. Which customers would be a fit for this for this candidate? And so, um, and then there's just a whole bunch of uh, deep workflow that happens after a sale is made around things like uh, time and attendance tracking and document management and onboarding and uh, contract management. I mean, it's, it's a really, um, so when I got into it, I knew nothing about the staffing industry and uh, I thought, how hard could it be? <laughs> and six months later, after my first customer went live, he said, well, now you have a system you can sell to every other staffing firm in the, in the world. And I said, that's great. And I went to my second client and man, they had a whole bunch of requirements that I'd never heard of before. And, <laughs> You know, so it, and it, and that journey just continued, and we we just went from um, you know from customer to customer, just trying to make them successful, and then generalize the platform so that not every time that we ran into new requirements, it was 
writing a bunch of code. And eventually we got there, and so, so today we have 7,000 customers, and wow. we have uh, just under 100,000 users globally, and um, yeah, and we have big conferences like this with thousands of people, and we do one here, one in the UK, and um, it's so it's 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 grown tremendously from the humble beginnings, but it's uh, it's been a great journey. So uh, every conference I've gone to this year, and it's hard to believe it's, it's June. I've already been to like over ten. Um, there's been a, a focus on a couple of things: AI, and I call it AI and CI, artificial intelligence and conversational interfaces. Yeah. So when you talk about where do you see AI fitting in when it comes to staffing and engagement? How does AI impact what you guys do for your customers? Yeah, so I, I'm sort of a realist, right? And what I'll say is, look, it, nobody's really doing any artificial intelligence yet. Everybody says they've got machine learning, but the reality is, like, as a true computer scientist, we know that machine learning is, I mean, the best stuff that's going on at Google is, you can take a bunch of images and turn it into a binary, multi-dimensional array and map it back to, to uh, some outcomes and then call that learn. You create a brain that then is a good, but it's all just predictive algorithms. And that's, at the end of the day, that's where, where, what the state of the industry is. But I do believe that it's advancing. And so what I think we can do is, I think that natural language processing has reached a point where computers can generally understand what human beings are trying to say and if you especially in the case where you have you know what they're most likely to say you can fake it till you make it mm. and do exception management and make sure that when the user says please add a note to the system uh, I just spoke with Brent we had a conversation he said to follow up in six months okay conversation is about Brent I can look in the calendar, are there any Brents? Okay, there's a meeting with Brent, it's tied to that contact. Also sounds like there's a follow-up task. Mm. I'll add a task, you mentioned six months. They're pretty good, you can, you can get there. And so I think that kind of stuff is where it starts. And as you start to look at the exceptions, the things that the computer couldn't handle, um, you know, uh, can you get me his LinkedIn profile? Okay computer couldn't handle that, but what types of things are they asking for? And, and humans can kind of bridge the gap and say, okay, the computer needs to learn this. Maybe there's a clever way for me to handle exceptions right. and, and start to let the computer teach itself. You know, that, I, think, I think that's where machine learning actually will, it will become artificial intelligence, but we're, right now I think everybody's just you know, they're Talking just about they're just hard coding the uh, the <laughs> exceptions right now, and, and we're all doing it. So, so, but I think uh, for recruitment, where it's powerful is that it's, um, you know, we threw through the stat that sixty five percent of millennials would prefer to talk to a chatbot. So it's pretty you, amazing. <laughs> it is amazing, and you think of how much in the in the sort of the recruitment process is, you know, people apply to jobs and nobody ever gets back to them, yeah, and so. Low-hanging fruit is have a chatbot. At least have a. I mean, if they prefer it anyway, yeah, <laughs> use it. Right? Yeah, and the chatbot can actually be um, can give can can do what humans don't like to do. Break bad news. Explain why. Yeah, you know. yeah, and it's uh, human beings avoid that stuff, and so I think there's actually huge opportunity to improve the the customer experience 
in this industry um, using technology. And that, so I get excited about it. And my customers yesterday were pretty fired up about it. You know, that, that's kind of an interesting thing you just mentioned because most people look at how AI can free up people. Well, AI kind of lacks empathy and it frees up people yeah. to use their empathy. But what you just said, it actually kind of adds empathy because a lot of folks don't get the response after they spend a lot of time looking for jobs and they spend a lot of time filling in applications and then they hear nothing back. So you're saying that actually using a chatbot in this use case it's almost like being a little bit more empathetic <laughs> because you're you're giving them a response at least where they yeah. wouldn't get one. Yeah, I mean, cases. especially if you care about your brand, right? Yeah. I mean, you really, you have to invest something and technology could be the answer is, I gotta invest something in making sure that everybody who interacts with my brand has a great experience regardless of whether or not there's a transaction today. That's pretty cool. Let, let's ask the one last question, um, the voice. Yeah, you, you talk about that's coming, and and how you guys are starting to look at that as well. Yeah, so um, so I have an Alexa, a Google Home, and I got Siri. <laughs> <laughs> My daughter says Siri's dumb, <laughs> but you know I'm sure my, you know, I'm sure the uh, the the air that what is it the HomePod. Oh yeah, mm -hmm. it'll have great looks. So, you know, like, but uh, but Alexa is super useful mm -hmm. and so is Google Home and um, and I think that you know we're we're now at a point where that voice user interface will become strong mm -hmm. and I it's not gonna replace text right, right? There, there's plenty of times you're not gonna be in a meeting and say <laughs> hey Siri <laughs> send John a text no you're not gonna do that no. but you're still going to text that with your fingers, but right. um, you know until we have a telepathic user interface, you know. Oh, <laughs> but that's I think that's pretty far away. Facebook, Facebook is working on that. They are, <laughs> yeah, and and someday we'll have it. Um, we'll know what neurons are firing and what the heck they mean. But right now, um, I think voice will become a really like especially when people are driving and they want to. I just met with a customer. Please add a note to the system. Uh, and set a follow-up task, and move the stage of the opportunity, and tell my colleague, and, you know, and do this, and do that. It's going to be a, you know, a vir it's a virtual assistant in the home. It's going to be in the office too. Mm -hmm. um, and and so it's funny because like we used to hire salespeople. And I would say like early 2000s salespeople. I was always astounded. Salespeople come in and go, well, do I have an admin to do my CRM <laughs> notes? I'm like no, this, no, of course not. <laughs> Nobody's going to enter data into the CRM for you. And so now I'm like, maybe we should find those guys. You know? <laughs> Come on back. We got yeah, something for you. Gonna, yeah, we talked to Alexa. She's your <laughs> yeah, admin. Right. You know? What about, are you, are you excited? Have you did the, the pre-order for the, the Alexa show? I mean, the, the new Echo show? The one with the the touch screen. I haven't done no. I haven't done the pre-order yet. But <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm you guilty. Did, you I did. did. I can't yeah. wait for that. But yeah, the, I'm I'm kind of a second generation guy. Like okay. I am not always on the the first generation. Like <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's okay. Like yeah, so, well, I didn't do the iWatch. 
You know, I didn't either. That just didn't, you didn't do the Google Glass either? No. No, I no. didn't, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, let's see, you know, <laughs> let somebody else, like, you know, look like a dork. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right, this has been great. Uh, for people who want to learn more about what you guys are doing, where can they go? Bullhorn.com.